I'm Keith Pilly, your art pal. In this episode, we are continuing our season one walk through a selection of objects on display at the Minneapolis Institute of Art. But here we'll be doing things a little bit differently. I'd like to talk about two different works of art that both have something in common. I know that if you're in the museum, this makes it tough to have the audio going while looking at both. Sorry about that. I guess I'll walk from one to the next when I'm talking about them. I'm sure you'll figure something out. If you are going the listening somewhere else and just looking at image search results route, I guess you come out ahead on this one. Anyway, the two artworks we'll be talking about in this episode are, first, a painting by Kehende Wiley done in 2009 called Santos Dumont, The Father of Aviation II. This painting's MIA accession number is 2010.99. The second painting is one by Georgia O'Keeffe, painted in 1926, called City Night, MIA accession number 80.28. Okay, those are our paintings. What do these paintings have in common that made me group them together? For the answer, let's take a close look at each painting, starting with the Wiley. Kehende Wiley has made his reputation with his striking portraits most of which are of young African-American men and women. We, uh, we seem to keep talking about the intersection of portraiture and photorealism, and that's definitely an element in play with Wiley, too. His portraits are stylized if you stand right next to them, but from a distance of even a few feet away, they read as very realistic, with a fine observation of the play of light on darker skin tones being a particular specialty of Wiley's. If I can drastically oversimplify Kehende Wiley's work for the sake of glibly putting him into an art historical context, he takes the sort of grandiose language of portraiture that we associate with, like, Jacques-Louis David's portraits of Napoleon, uh, and that might be a thing that's worth a quick image search, and repurposes it to show a class of people who've traditionally been excluded from high art portraiture. He often even visually quotes existing portraiture, including that of David. But this painting is a little different from Wiley's usual work. Wiley's portraits usually show people in very formal poses, often making eye contact with the viewer, situated in front of abstract, patterned backgrounds. In this painting, two men in everyday clothes lie on the ground in contorted positions. There's some eye contact with the viewer, but it's tentative and indirect, Hardly the same as the usual visual lock that Wiley uses. And the background is a huge departure from the usual Wiley approach. Instead of a decorative wallpapery pattern, these men are posed on a rock formation with open sky and some plants behind them. The differences are nowhere near big enough to make you doubt for a second who painted this piece. It's clearly the work of Kehende Wiley from the second you lay eyes on it. But it's different enough from what we usually expect from him that it makes you cock your head a minute and say, what? Or if you're like me and were first exposed to Wiley by seeing this painting, it actually makes it a little bit hard to accept his usual style. Okay, let's shift gears now and talk Georgia O'Keeffe, specifically City Night. Now, as is the case with a lot of the pieces I've selected to talk about in this series, this painting is an old favorite of mine. I fell in love with this painting in my early years of living in Minneapolis and going to the MIA. At the time, I was transitioning from being a small-town rural Midwestern guy into a fancy Dan, sort of big city dweller, 
So I was naturally drawn to O'Keefe's stark, geometric depiction of skyscrapers hulking over the viewer. It's recognizable as a cityscape, even without the title, but it's also somewhat abstracted. It feels more like an idea than a stark reality. It does a great job of capturing what it feels like to experience awe in an urban environment. But it's very, very different from what we usually think of with Georgia O'Keeffe. Even though O'Keeffe did paint a number of other cityscapes, when we think of her as an artist, a few other recurring themes come to mind. Intimate paintings of plants and uh, sweeping southwest landscapes. A distinct palette that skews hard towards lighter colors and pastels, often moving from one to the next in exquisite gradients of tone. City Night is almost an exact opposite of most of these elements, although there are a few hints of O'Keeffean gradients on the sides of the building. And the dreamlike abstraction is at least in the same neighborhood as the feel of her southwest landscapes. The MIA does have several other O'Keeffe's on display that are more typical, for what it's worth. But I think being more typical makes them a little less interesting. And so yeah, that's really what I wanted to talk about by grouping these paintings together. Our brains like to categorize things, and that includes art and artists. That's a good and natural thing to do, and I think that's part of how we stay on top of all the uh, random knowledge that piles up in our heads. But it does mean making some generalizations and taking some shortcuts, and in the case of art, that can mean encoding some things about how works from an artist are supposed to look. Wiley's always supposed to have vertical poses in front of something that looks like fancy wallpaper. O'Keeffe's always supposed to be full of soft tones and gentle curves, but that's hogwash. Except for awful cases like Thomas Kincaid, the self-branded painter of light, no artist wants to crank out the same thing over and over forever. They almost always wander and experiment, and if these wanderings and experimentations push back against what we expect from the artist, that makes them interesting and fun. These two paintings are nowhere near the only interesting departures in the MIA, by the way. See if you can find Winslow Homer's Cape Trinity, Saguenay River, Moonlight, for instance, and ask yourself if that's what you expect when you think of Winslow Homer. Same thing with the Claude Monet still life with pheasants and plovers that the museum has. These works are departures from the uh, usual expectations for these artists, and sometimes when you see them that can feel a little disappointing, like you feel like you're seeing some kind of second-rate knockoff of the artist's usual work. But I think that feeling is exactly backwards. When you're seeing these departures, you're seeing an extension of the artist's range and getting a more full picture of what they're capable of. And even if you prefer the more typical stuff you'd expect from them, at least now you have a somewhat more complete context to evaluate that style in. Thank you for listening to ArtPal. Again, I'm Keith Pilly. You can find me on Twitter at, at @keithpilly. If you liked the show, please spread the word or pop out to iTunes and leave a review. And of course, go on and check out the rest of the season as we walk through the MIA. There is a lot more art to talk about. Thank you.